Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there finding deals, they're broke, and there's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to fund these deals once they have them under contract. I was no different. And if you've read my book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, then you'll know that I launched my career by flipping my first few houses using 0% interest credit cards. The rules are a little bit different today than when I did it, but believe me, it can still be done. And there's a company out there that will help you shortcut this entire process. I want you to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding, and you can learn about how much you can get in the first round of funding so you can fund your deals. Just complete the quick questionnaire, and they will shoot you back a number as to how much you can expect in a very short period of time so you can get started funding those deals. And over time, those numbers will increase. Now, how well do I know this company? I've been referring this company since 2015, so almost five years. I've had over 100 of my students join this company, and they've raised several million dollars to help these students get funding for their deals. I know this because I know these students personally, and I talk to them very often about the process. The most you can get in your first year is $240,000 worth of potential 0% cash advance money. But even if you only get $100,000, it's better than nothing, and it can make you a small fortune flipping houses. Just go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and check it out for yourself. Don't wait until you've lost fifteen dollars or $20,000 to check these guys out. It might be too late if you do that. you got to go ahead and stay, stay ahead of the curve on this one, guys. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and be prepared to fund the deals when you find them. Let's do it. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge. Today, I am joined by a fellow investor out of the Philadelphia market. His name is Mike Genome. Welcome, Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? Doing great, David. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Mike, thanks for coming on today. You have a lot of value to provide. You are uh, working with virtual assistants, and I have a lot of students. I have a lot of listeners and viewers that are reaching out to me constantly like where do I find my virtual assistants how do I hire these people and I, I am a huge proponent I guess would be the word to having virtual assistants in fact I have uh, one full-time VA that handles my inbound um, lead gen and he also does a ton of follow-up I have two more part-time VAs that do nothing but outbound cold calling and cold texting and I have a fourth VA that's full-time, and she does nothing but social media for me. So I have four, essentially, that I work with. 
And uh, the way that I've kind of come across finding and meeting these people has been uh, very random. Um, you know, most of them were referrals from the original VA that I hired, who's been with me for five, six years now. And, you know, and I've been through lots of VAs where I've had to bring them on and they didn't work out or they weren't mm -hmm. up to my level of, you know, they weren't up to my par, so on and so forth. So I think at the end of the day, though, a lot of people are, are wondering, hey, where do I go find VAs? How do I train them? How do I use them to replace myself or so I'm not spending time doing the $5 an hour task? So, Mike, again, welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our podcast is uh, primarily focused on wholesaling and learning how to market directly to motivated sellers. However, wholesaling is a job. We know that, right? And after right. you do a deal, you have to go and you have to find that next deal, right? So we want to teach people how to buy at a discount. But then if they don't want to wholesale, that's fine. They can keep those for rehabs. They can add those to their portfolio of rentals, so on, so forth. But regardless, all of this requires time and energy. So by having VAs, we can outsource some of this and we can, we can buy our own time back. And that's the thing, Mike, everybody gets into real estate because they want time freedom, right? They want to quit the nine to five, which they're probably working 40 to 45 hours a week at and get into real estate so they can have more time. But what ends up happening? You know, three quarters to, to plus of the time, maybe more 90 plus percent, I'd say. Yeah. People get into real estate and they start working 70, 80, 90 hours a week. They may have doubled or tripled their income, but they've also doubled their, their commitment, right? Their time commitment. And it's, it's just kind of one of those things that I think is, you know, I kind of laugh at it, even though it's not funny at all. But it's like, it just goes, it's just like, it's so funny when somebody wants freedom, they change their lifestyle to do something that gives them the exact opposite. It just, it just blows my mind. So. Mike, I yield the floor to you, my man. I want to learn more about your services. I want to learn more about wh why you're doing what you're doing. But also, I love the fact that you're an investor. You're not just a, a company that, you know, is helping people with virtual assistance. You do wholesale deals and you have some other projects that you're working on. So, you know, that, that was one of the things, you know, that I, that I make sure we bring guests on the show, guys, that I'm not bringing on somebody that's just going to pitch you their services. They, they, they have to be an investor and, you know, Mike can attest to that. I had five or six emails going back just saying, Hey Mike, I'm, I'm sorry, man, but you got to tell me more about you. Right. But I'm glad you're here. So again, Mike, welcome to the show. Well, David, uh, you couldn't have said it better. Uh, a lot of the points that you, that you made, I can think of times within the last couple of days, I've, I've had the same discussions with people. You know, one uh, instance is somebody that they hired a cold caller and now they expect, the deals to come flowing in, but they don't want to run the leads. Well, if you don't have somebody to go out and run appointments, look at properties and make offers, then you don't have a business either. And you're hundred percent right about wholesaling being a full-time job. I mean, if you want that kind of, if you want full-time income, you've got to put in full-time effort. Right. Or you, know, sure, you could do a deal a quarter and, um, you know, make yourself an extra 30, $40,000 a year, but don't think that you're going to do it without any kind of headache or any kind of effort. Because like you said, not only do you have the deal and then you got to work on getting the next one, but you've got to have it, got to get through the title process. I mean, here in Philadelphia, we lose 25% of deals to title issues that are just unsolvable. 25%? It's, I, I'm telling you, you, some people have a hard time believing it, but 
I recently um, worked with a guy that does short sales. He's an agent in Philadelphia, but lives down in Delray. And he said when he got there, he, he realized Philadelphia is that challenging when it comes to title shoes. And I wonder if you have some of those same, um, probably not that high of a number, but when you deal with, um, you know, cities that have houses that are built in, I mean, when are most of the houses built in St. Louis? Back in the 50s? Around there. Most of the houses in St. Louis, I'd say, are built, most of them, 40s, 50s. I mean, downtown, 1890 to 1920, you know, because it's just old, right? But then as you start getting out into the county, you're looking at 30s and 40s, and it really just, the farther away you get, the newer it is, on average, right? But yeah, we we kind of vary um, quite a bit. Yeah, in Philadelphia, the majority of the houses are built right around 1925. So you have, you know, a long lineage of transfers and, you know, nominal deed transfers, especially. And that, you know, that can be difficult um, if people didn't transfer them the correct way. But not to get too far off uh, topic there. Um, What we do um, was built out of necessity, and that's working with other investors to provide uh, VA services, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I like you. I find it exciting helping people find that first deal because in a way it kind of reinvigorates us, right? We, you know, we remember what it was like to how thrilling it was. And even though a lot of times it costs money and it, you know, it's a, it's a tough learning lesson, especially when a deal doesn't come to fruition after you've been working on it for eight months. Um, It still is exciting. And uh, that's one thing that I love about what we do and working in different markets because I learn, you know, the intricacies and, uh, a lot of history about, you know, the formations of places in our country that I didn't know a lot about. So um, I really enjoy that part of working with other investors. And, um, you know, when it comes to VAs, you're 100% correct in that you want to be spending your time on high value, high return activities. And time is such an important asset that, that if not managed properly, um, you know, doesn't give its full potential, right? You really need to to work on time management and BAs, I think, have helped us do that and freed up a lot of time for me to be able to grow the business that I that I want. And um, I was talking to someone the other day and there's so much in their business that they can't make the big level decisions. You know, I used to work as an analyst and talk to business owners all the time that wanted to be very hands-on and have their hand in every part of the business. And the truth is, if you're down swabbing the deck who's steering the ship yeah i know right and i think a lot of people they struggle with that out the gate you know or they try to steer the ship without any help and there's nobody down scrubbing the deck right it's it's one or the other you know and it can go both ways but it's like you either got to send some mail buy some advertising you know or um start cold calling people right i mean you either have to get your phone ringing or you have to start ringing lots of phones. It's, it's one or the other, period. A deal is not going to fall into your lap if you are new. Deals fall into my lap every day. But it's because, because I've spent, last. Because I've spent you know, six figures plus on marketing over the last five, six years. People know that I close and I've built a reputation. But that didn't come, come you know, for free and it didn't come overnight. It takes time to build those up. So if you are new, and I'm agreeing with you here, Mike, 
you either got to get your phone ringing or you have to ring a lot of phones. And a lot of people will struggle with that. And you can outsource that, which is the coolest thing. I do. Sure. And you seem to do it too, right? But in the yeah, beginning, I mean, you know, I teach people in the beginning, hey, do it yourself. Figure out how it works. You know, so that way you can, yeah, and that way you can train. But also if somebody were to quit or leave your organization down the road and you don't know how to do that duty for a few days or a few weeks, you'll be able to fill in until you hire, you're gonna, your business is going to fall apart. So I'm a big proponent of, hey, learn it. Do it yourself, even if it's just for a couple days. So you know what Absolutely. it takes. That way when that person that you go to hire or bring on or partner with or whatever is doing it, you know what they're doing. And sometimes that may be a lot of work. So that maybe just gives you more gratitude for having that person, which in return is going to make you treat them differently. Right? Sure. So sure. again, I yield the floor to you, Mike. I, I can talk for days, my friend. You're 100% <laughs> right. With that experience that you have, you can then, if somebody, you know, may, a lot of times I look for characteristics in people that are more difficult to teach. And what I mean by that is give me somebody that has a good um, interpersonal acumen they, they can talk to people they're friendly they're polite but they don't know a lot about real estate well it's a lot easier to teach people the real estate side of the business than it is those intangibles so when you know all the technical stuff because in your organization you've done every job you can hire somebody that's got great personality and and other skills and then you can cut their learning curve in half and bring them up to speed quicker because you know that part that piece of the business and and that's that's huge i mean you made mention earlier about buying back your time. Um, and that's essentially what you're doing because everything in most business is a value proposition. Does it make more sense to pay somebody $5 if I could be doing things that earn the company 10? Well, of course. I mean, that's a no brainer. Right. Um, when it comes down to the cold calling side of things, I think you're right. Um, a lot of people want the phone to ring but that costs money doing advertising that creates a lot of inbound traffic you got to spend a lot of money on shiny things that make people want to call right but you can make other people's phone ring for a lot less money right you can sit down with the phone book and just start calling people just start calling people right it doesn't take much if you put in your excuse me you put in some time you know but that's the thing you're going to be trading time and i tell this to all my students you know you you got to have a budget of either time or money or both really i have both some people don't have money in the beginning and that's okay it's going to be more it's going to be more difficult to get a Lost deal without without being able to buy marketing but you can still do it i mean i still have a cold caller and a cold texter on staff we buy a ton of marketing you know four five six thousand a month but we also do the outbound because those certain people that you just can't get to call you you have to reach out to them there's other people that don't know that your service even exists. So you have to reach out to them as well. So again, both work, but in the beginning, most people don't have a ton of money. So they, they, you know, that's okay. Learn it yourself. That way, once you do a deal or two and you have some money to reinvest in your marketing, look at your cold callers or your VAs as marketing, as a marketing expense. And that's really kind of what it is in my opinion anyway. So yeah, go ahead. One of the keys too is what you mentioned before, and that's follow-up. I mean, it's one thing having people make calls, but if you're not following up with people, you're definitely not doing deals. And for me, every day I want to see new leads come in. I want to have new people to talk to. And it's hard to then also remember the person from last week that wanted you to call them back. Even, you know, I use a CRM. It's so many reminders that 
it's still hard to tackle in a day. So having somebody to handle follow-up too, where you're just keeping in touch with people so that you're front of mind and they are ready to pull the trigger, sell the house, whatever, whatever it may be. Right. Uh, you want them to think of you and people that you work with so that when they finally decide to pick up the phone, you're one of, you're one of the people on that list. I got that call last week. Guy I met last summer, I remember standing in the, it was a shelf. And I remember sweating and just, I followed up with him. I've talked to him probably four or five times in the last 12 months, but my team has probably called him 18 times. Oh yeah, absolutely. I have a, a guy that, you know, if he's not answering inbound, he's making outbound call, uh, follow-up calls. That's essentially his whole job is, is the follow-up. And, you know, we've been in business six years now. Uh, let me look. I'm actually in my CRM right now. Let me pull up uh, how many leads we have in follow-up actively because this is another huge lesson, Mike. Um, you know, our average deal. So I have two partners in my business. And our average deal, we, you know, we do on a bad month, five or six wholesale deals. On a good month, 10, 12, maybe even more than that. So we're averaging eight to 10 um, for the most part. Probably call it eight at this point. It varies. It kind of goes up and down. But we have a ton of leads in our follow-up system. We have a total of 5,769 total leads in our system. Again, this is over about six years. And it looks like the number of, of those people that are on follow-up is 3,300 right now. So that's 3,300 people that are essentially getting a call from us at least once a quarter. Most of these people are getting a call every other week or even every mm -hmm. month. But sure. at, at minimum, I'd say quarterly. We have a few people that will put a task out for a year, but typically it's not more than just a couple months. Even if they tell us, call me in six months, we'll kind of call them in three or two because things can happen in the meantime, right? And we don't want them to go work with somebody else. We want them just to remember. And I, I really try to convince people when I'm on the phone with them, hey, save my number. Hey, save you know, my, my, name, my name's Dave. I'm here to help. And, you know, if, if you don't want to do business with me after you hear my offer, that's fine. But at least hear the offer because there's probably some other things that I can at least help you with, right? So, you know, follow-up is the name of the game, guys. The average deal that Mike and I do in our business is four to six months. That's the average deal, right? Does a deal come in today sometimes and I can have it, you know, locked up and sold in three or four days? Absolutely, right? Absolutely. But that's one out of 10, you know? The other not eight or nine, look at, right? You know, the other, let's call it eight. That's maybe two out of 10, right? So the other eight, I got to call these people for four to six months on average before they're willing to work with me or they sell to somebody else, right? So you got to follow up. Follow up is huge. But the thing about follow up is it's time consuming and it doesn't feel like you're getting, you know, very far when you go make a hundred follow up calls and nobody wants to, to do a deal with you that day or that week even, right? But if you're consistent and you do it over and over again on average, Four to six months of following up with somebody will get them to either say, okay, let's do a deal, or they'll say, I am not selling to you, right? And then you can change your follow-up altogether or mark the lead as dead. But and it's very time-consuming. So to be honest with you, Mike, the very first thing I outsourced wasn't my inbound. It was my follow-up. That was the very first thing. This is about five and a half years ago. I still have the same virtual assistant. His name's Dennis. He's one of my good friends. Um, and you know, it's a win-win for him and I, I pay him very handsomely compared to what most other virtual assistants are getting paid. 
and he treats me with respect, meaning he doesn't dick around on my time, right? He's yeah. answering calls. He's doing fobs. But the first thing that I hired Dennis for was, um, and he's a virtual assistant, of course, uh, but was to make follow-up calls because I found that in the beginning, you know, my goal was just to get my phone to ring. So I spent some money on marketing and it wasn't a whole lot, two, 3,000 basically in the first, you know, couple months, but my phone was ringing. And I found that it was difficult, it difficult to, you know, make outbound calls to, to follow up while I'm dealing with all the inbound, as well as running the appointments and then trying to sell some of those deals or whatever it was, right? It's a lot of work. So that was the first thing. But then he evolved and he was great at it. And I'm like, well, shit, if you were having this much success on the follow-up side, why don't you just start taking the inbound calls? And you're just going to be the local or the representative for the company. And I'm going to make myself the appointment setter, or I'm sorry, not the appointment setter, the, the guy that goes and runs these appointments, right? Which a lot of people might automate. They may not want to do that. Me personally, I enjoy walking through houses and talking to people. So I was like, why don't I automate most of the admin side of the work? And then let me be the guy that goes out and meets the people and does the negotiating, takes the pictures. And then I've also automated the exit side of the deal. So I have another person that's um, a virtual assistant, you could say, not, not overseas, but they're not here in my office. So they are, they are virtual, right? And they handle all the buyer's relationships and the dispositions and the websites and the emailing. You know what I'm saying? So virtual assistants are just, if you want to have freedom in real estate, Mike, you know this. But if you're listening, you're viewing this. If you want to truly have some freedom in real estate, you have to outsource a lot of these tasks that don't make you money, right? Or they are tasked for a five, six, $7 an hour individual, you know? And I think it's funny when people say, I only work on $500 an hour things. Well, maybe one or two hours of your time is going towards the $500 an hour task, but I can't find $500 an hour task to keep me busy all day. I don't know, maybe I'm the oddball, but I mean, you're talking a million bucks a year if you're making $500 an hour, 40 hours a week, right? That's going to be sure. tough to do. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. I mean, you, you want to automate the stuff that's mundane, that's not necessarily easy, but it's simple, right? Like, like that analogy about folding laundry. Is it easy? No. Is it simple? Yes. And you are correct. You want to automate the stuff that doesn't take a lot of maybe, and maybe brain power is the wrong word to use, but I think you know what I mean. Stuff that, stuff that, you know, yeah, for a you're just taking up your time. Yeah, you can't. And it's hard to it's hard to do four things at once. It's hard, it's hard for me to do two freaking things at once, right? So it's just time. Definitely. Time time has a value. You know, a lot of people they exclude time from wealth. They just look at it as a monetary thing. Well, you don't have to have a ton of money to have wealth and time if you have constant passive income coming in every month, too. You know, like. I think it's funny when people say, oh man, I wish I had, you know, I could win the lottery and make five or 10 million bucks. I have a totally opposite mindset. I want 30 or 40,000 a month coming in forever, right? That's where I'm looking at. What can you do if you had $10 million that I couldn't do if I had 40 grand a month coming in and I didn't have to work for it? There's really Absolutely. nothing you couldn't do. You buy it, I'll lease it. There's no difference. I still use sure. it. You know? Yeah, it's funny so. you about buying your time back. I mean, isn't that why we're all in business to buy our time back so we can do leisurely activities that we want to be done? Absolutely. 100%. Um, Absolutely. And I think, 
I think something that you touched on is really important when you talked about um, confirming appointments and, and using anchors and tie downs to get people to remember it. I think a lot of people miss that. And I found years ago when I really wanted to set an appointment because I had been stood up and people forget. And that happened enough times where I decided I got to do something about this. And having people repeat back to you when you're going to follow up or when you're going to see them at the appointment, using things that that visualize stuff um, like you had touched on, you know, hey, what color is the mailbox when I get there? Okay, I'm going to be, I drive a black car. You're making it a real thing for people. So I think when you start to do those things, your, your appointments that you actually get to run, you're going to have a much higher percentage there. And that's another thing that you don't want to be wasting time going out running appointments if, if there's not some kind of pre-qualification going into that and developing that lead on some aspect. And following up with people is what's going to make that appointment even more successful because you've built rapport over the time. David, I've got two deals on, no, I've got three deals on the board right now, all that I've been talking to for over a year. And two of them are going to be. I've got a hundred. I got a hundred on the board right now. Now they're not necessarily deals, but they're people that I've been talking to for a year plus. No, these, I'm talking, these are on the board, titles done, they're going to close. Boom. So, so they're, like, yeah, so they're under contract then. Got it. That's cool. I oh, love okay. it though, man. But, yeah. and, but that's the, that's the yeah. thing, guys. If you want to scale your business from one, two, three deals a month to five plus, 10 plus, sometimes in some cases, 20 plus, you have to understand that 70, 80, 90% of your deals, depending on the month that comes in waves, is going to be from your follow-up efforts not from your new marketing efforts. Oh. However, in order to get somebody into your follow-up system in the beginning, you have to do new marketing. So you have to do both. And the more you do it, the bigger your funnel gets, the bigger your follow-up gets, the more deals you will start closing. And then, like we said earlier, Michael, deals will start falling in your lap. Like literally, I'm talking, you know, here's the thing. Little to no money to do real estate when you wholesale. True. Little to no money to find deals not so much true. Okay. That's, that's the thing that the guru leaves out. They say you can flip houses with none of your own money. And that's true. I've bought and sold $700,000 houses with none of my own money. Actually didn't even need any money, like zero, but it, sure. but I didn't get that deal for free. Like meaning I didn't get in front of that seller and get them to assign a contract for free. That was efforts, time, and mostly money to get my message in front of those people. So that's one of the things that I think people leave out. Yes, you can do real estate with little to no money, but finding those deals is what costs time and money, but it's a substantially lower amount than you know having to have 700,000 to go buy those properties. So Mike, we've given a lot of value today. Um, let's talk a little bit about how you can help the listener and the viewer with their VA needs. You know, I'm a huge proponent of it. We both have virtual assistants that help us in our business. And we do it for a reason, guys. We do it to buy back our time. We do it so we can leverage somebody else's time and or abilities. A lot of times I can go out and I can find somebody who's really passionate about doing something. Like, for instance, cold calling. And Michael has some people that do that as well. Um, but they may be good at it and enjoy doing it. And they'll do it for you know, a very reasonable amount of money. Whereas you may not like it, but you realize that it's necessary and that you probably need somebody doing that. Maybe not 40 hours a week, 
but 10, 15, maybe 20 hours a week. And that's going to help. And if it takes them two or three weeks to get a deal, or in some cases, even two months, which is probably not a good VA to keep on the team, but even if they do, right, takes them two months and they get you a deal and that's 10 or 15 grand, the amount of money you're paying that VA is typically going to be, you know, 10 to 20% of that, or sometimes way less. So, you know, leverage other people, use virtual assistants. And again, Mike, he has some solutions for us. So Mike, what, what are some of the products and solutions that you have that help investors like myself and other people that are listening to, you know, get their first VA and how to manage them and hire them and all that good stuff? Absolutely. And I, I think the theme here is time is money. And a lot of people say that, but they don't actually mean it. And like you said, when you get started, if all you have is time, you can find deals without the money, but the time cost is going to be huge. You're going to have to spend a lot of time. It's not like it's cheap. Time is money. So it's the same thing. Um, that being said, most folks um, that we choose to work with and get started with us uh, want a cold caller as the first, you know, the first way to leverage uh, so they can get that outbound traffic going. And most of our folks, and I recommend this, is having somebody full time because like you said, Wholesaling is a full-time job. And if you want to have an organization that's even, you know, shoot 20% of what your business is, you've got to have many full-time people doing those different roles. So you got to have somebody doing all the outbound, somebody doing all the inbound, somebody running appointments, seeing properties, making offers, and then somebody also handling the dispositions. But I think for the most part, you start with a cold caller and then you got to look at data. What kind of properties do you want to go after? The reason we do a lot of wholesaling and the reason these two that I talked about are such great deals is because we are trying to decide, do we wholesale it or do we do the renovation? Because they're, they were bought at the right number. They both happen to be fire damaged houses that didn't have any insurance. One's contracted at 135 and new construction in that area sells for 450. So the question becomes, does it make more sense to wholesale it and make a, a big rip with almost no risk or go out and do the full rehab? So not to get too far off subject, um, the only reason I have those deals and that opportunity is because of follow-up, because we stay in touch with them every 30 to 60 days maximum. If there's zero traffic, if nobody's talked to them, it's not going to go past 60 days. Um, and even if it's just leaving a message or what have you, um, follow-up is the key and that's where the money is in this business and most sales or any business. You gotta follow up with people. So cold calling, uh, we, we typically, we don't want people on a dialer. Uh, we use Podio and InvestorFuse. I'm not sure um, if that's something that, you know, I, they used to have a free platform. Maybe it's something worth looking into because I think you would agree with me having a CRM and some way to keep your debt, keep your data and your follow-up organized is hundred percent necessary. So um, that being said, what our guys do is we've got VAs that do a lot of what you use your virtual assistants for, which is behind the scenes stuff to handle the, you know, the administration paperwork and um, you know, we'll get that set up for people and get somebody making calls full time for you so that you can go out and run appointments, see properties and make offers. Um, and anybody that is interested in something like that, you can simply go to callingreps.com. That's calling and then R E P S real estate project solutions.com. And 
you know, I'll get back to you. We can talk about it and see if it would be a good fit. Uh, I'm happy to talk to anybody that, um, especially if you haven't done a deal yet and you want to just um, go over, you know, wholesaling on a, on a basic level. I mean, obviously David is the guy to talk to about that. Um, but I'm, uh, I like people that are aggressive that want to go out there and ambitious and want to find deals. So um, that being said, if you check out the website, that's uh, a great, a great place to get more. Uh, this is callingreps.com or realestateprojectsolutions.com. I guess both of those are going to demonstrate, you know, your company, your services and whatnot. Um, so check both those out guys, callingreps.com. That seems to be more of like the outbound cold calling individuals or those who could follow up. Right. Uh, do you also Absolutely. have the calling reps for inbound? Definitely. I mean, I've got, I've got six VAs on my team for acquisitions and they do cold call, follow up, uh, email, follow up some social media marketing. Cause there's some people that, you know, that's another Avenue that I think a lot of people are starting to utilize, you know, finding deals on Facebook through relationships there. Um, but the callingreps.com site, that's if you want more information, if you want to have a discussion about uh, what the service looks like and, um, you know, how quickly you want to get started, then uh, that's the website to go to. And the other is just to learn more about the business. Um, you know, that's our official homepage. The other is more of a, a landing page, if you will. Got it. Okay, guys, well, check it out. Real Estate Project Solutions. Learn more about their business or calling reps. That's callingreps.com and that's going to give you more information about the virtual assistants. Mike, how can somebody reach out to you or connect with you? Do you give an email or um, a phone number? Is it just the website? So you can email me at mike at realestateprojectsolutions.com and uh, you can also, uh, you can call 267-766-0686. All right, call 267-766-0686. And that'd be a number that you can call or you can connect with Mike via email at mike at realestateprojectsolutions.com. And mention awesome. David when you do call in because we are we're going to offer free setup for anyone that reaches out through this podcast. Um that's something that we typically charge for that is rather time consuming, but we will get you set up on a dialer, get your VA ready to go work with you to develop a script and, um, you know, get people going right away. And that's something that we're going to offer uh, to David and anyone um, that is a fan of his. Awesome. Hey Mike, I appreciate you helping, uh, helping out with the, with the coupon discount um, of the free setup. I know setup can be, can be rather expensive and time consuming. So you know, thank you so much for offering that, guys. You heard it from the man himself. If you are interested in 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 some virtual assistants, learning more about virtual assistants, or hiring um, and training some virtual assistants, call Mike or give Mike a shout. A um, couple different ways to reach him: callingreps.com, Real Estate Project Solutions, two six seven seven six six zero six eight six, or Mike at realestateprojectsolutions.com. He is, you know, genuinely uh, here to help. He loves working with with uh, virtual assistants. Before our call, he said he had between two and three dozen at any given time. So he has the capacity um, to get you going. Now, guys, one last thing before we end our show. Um, I want to let you know that, you know, when it comes to hiring a virtual assistant, 
a lot of people, you know, they, 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 they get, they're gung ho about it. But once they go and they get that virtual assistant, oftentimes that assistant sits there and they end up getting paid to just wait on you to give them stuff to do. Absolutely. And that's a terrible way to go about it. I know from experience, I've had five or six VAs that I wasn't prepared for when I hired them. And then I ended up just paying 10, 20, 30 hours in some cases to people to maybe, maybe do five hours worth of work. So what I suggest whenever you do hire a virtual assistant is, you know, you put together um, a couple things in advance that they can be working on. And then in the event that there's downtime, any and everything that, that, that you can do from a computer, they can do from a computer. So like, I mean, in the beginning, when I hired my virtual assistant, um, I didn't have enough stuff to keep them busy with just real estate. You know, at the time I wasn't doing much outbound cold calling or cold texting, which is a great way to keep your virtual assistants busy if they're not doing other things. But some of the things that I was having him do is pay my bills for me, right? Do, you know, go through my phone book and follow up with people that I hadn't done business with, but to try to gain new business, right? I was having him answer or I would forward cell phone calls of people that I didn't know to him, right? I would have him go into my email box and respond to, to emails that weren't super important. Basically, what I'm getting at is you can have your virtual assistant do anything and everything for you. It doesn't have to necessarily be real estate. Now, ideally, they're going to be working 100% on real estate marketing efforts, right? But again, yes. they don't have to. I mean, this is just an assistant that's not in your office. You know, they, they may or may not even be in the United States, but it doesn't matter. Uh, make a friend. And then another key point that I want to make before we sign off here today, Mike, is I use a simple product called Screencast-O-Matic. It's a long name. And there's lots of other services that are similar. So you don't have to use that one in particular. Um, but, but why am I mentioning it? Because it allows you to record your screen for free for up to 10 minutes and host on their site. If you want to go over 10 minutes, you have to pay them. But I've found that a training video should not be more than 10 minutes. In fact, if you have a 30 or 40 minute train, you should break it up into three or four parts and keep those training videos 10 minutes or less and record yourself training your VA. Host it there. Again, you could do this for free on YouTube with your own video recorder, but you can create a library of training, right? And the beautiful thing about this is you don't have to train somebody twice on the same topic. You just create a library that they can go back and watch. But then what happens is if you have to train a second or a third person, all the training's there, and you can even have your VAs train your new VAs. And that's what I do at this point, right? If I'm bringing somebody on, I let them get, you know, I tell them, hey, spend a week shadowing this person, a whole week, right? Because you're going to learn all these little things and go watch this whole library of training videos, and it's going to cut down the um the you know the headache of having to have a new team member you know it, it can be a daunting task to train somebody and and dedicate a lot of your time you know you're it, it's kind of it goes kind of kind of kind of kind of kind of kind of counterintuitive if you look at it some ways right like like oh i'm bringing on a new person but how am i going to do all these other tasks when i'm training this person well yes Absolutely. you are going to have some upfront costs however right once you get through a week or two of training this individual, now they have 20, 30, 40 hours of their time a week 
that they can dedicate to these tasks that you don't have to anymore. So if you are looking to scale your business, it's almost mandatory that you are going to need to bring on help. And it doesn't necessarily mean they have to be virtual, but in today's day and age, it just makes sense to get virtual because it could be, you know, as little as half the cost or even more. And you're going to be able to get people that are going to be awesome at doing those particular jobs. I'm so glad Michael. you said that, David. Uh, if I could just, that, that is so smart because a lot of people, they think they just hire a VA and that's it. But you've got to train them as much as you would if they're in the office. And that's the burden that we take off of people because people then become a manager. And that's not the plan here. The idea is that we train our VAs. We've got an English tutor on staff that helps them with accent and dialect. And training, we, we even train other people. Like if you have a VA that you really like, that you've worked with for a long time, and you want to get them off the administrative side onto the phone to talk to people, we offer training like that as well. I mean, that's, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's such a key point. You know, you've got to give, you've got to manage those people and train them just like you would anybody else. It's just like having a regular employee. People think VAs and it's easy and everything gets done for you, but you're 100% correct. I'm really glad that you said that. Absolutely. Michael, any parting words for the listeners, the, the viewers, um, you know, when it comes to, to getting, you know, getting your time back, you know, basically, you know, you are, when you bring on help and virtual assistance, I prefer to bring on an employee versus a partner any day of the week because I can leverage their time versus have to split, you know, type, type sure. of thing. But any parting words for the listeners today about, you know, getting their time back? Just like you said, David, uh, it's easy to think that you can trade something for nothing. Uh, but there are services out there where you just, you just pay somebody to mark up what you would get a VA for on Upwork. And that's all you get. It's the, it's the quality too. And you've got to have people that are trained to talk on the phone and are going to approach it and wanting to get better and be incentivized. Um, that's the only way you're going to be able to get your time back is if you have a good plan and a good strategy there. It's not just set it and forget it, turn on the switch. That takes time too. And you want to leverage that time yourself and, and then have to train people to come in your business or you set up a system like you did where you have now someone on your team that can help train someone else. So you're running a real company. You know, they are all virtual, but uh, parting words would be uh, anybody that's listening, continue to listen to David. He knows what he's talking about. And um, it was really a pleasure here. Thanks for having me on. And um, I look forward to talking to you more in the future. You got it, Mike. Thanks for coming on, man. I'm grateful for your time. I'm grateful for the knowledge that you were able to provide um, and give to the audience. Guys, Mike's got a great business of helping people with the virtual assistance. Check him out. Um, uh, we'll have the link to all of his information in, in the show notes. Um, and that's it. We're signing off, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be bringing you more awesome real estate content in two days. We're dropping episodes every other day. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.